0: Welcome to the Joe Schmo Theology Podcast, where we discuss confessions. I ain't confessing nothing! Reformed theology.
1: I don't know what either of those words mean.
0: And apologetics.
1: I am not apologizing for anything either.
0: I am your host, Adam D. Murray, and joined with me today on this program is my brother... Aaron D. Murray.
1: All right, episode nine of Joe Schmo Theology, the podcast where two dummies talk about smart things. And we are now the Presbroterians because Adam has seen the light of covenantal baptism. He has been sprinkled with truth. How does it feel, Adam, to, uh, to be my Presbroterian?
0: Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> this is, that's not what you just told this me just is never now. Happening. But that's what you told me right before we started recording. Yeah, actually, I felt really, even though, even though, like my my development of Baptist Covenant theology and explanation of it was not very good. I walked out of there going, "Yeah, I'm right about this. Mm. <laughs> I felt good about this." Yeah, sin will trick you every know, time. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> no, uh,
1: we got we actually got a lot of uh, really good feedback on that one. Yeah, I didn't expect that. I. Because I felt like we kind of got out of the realm of Joe Schmonis. He a little bit. We definitely went
0: way too long on that too, and we went so way too long.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks well, for everybody who hung in there. Yeah, I had I had one listener tell me that it was his favorite episode um, really? ever, which I was like, okay, all right. Hi. Well, we only have eight, I guess now nine um, once this is done. So that was <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I had one listener tell me that they had a hard time following us. Yeah. No, I had a hard which, time following us which too is as fair. well,
0: and I knew what the arguments were. So yeah.
1: And then we had another uh, listener. He sent me a message on Facebook. He actually agreed with me, and he was just saying some things that convinced him. But then I guess I misspoke or um, said something wrong talking about how non-believers have the law of God written on their hearts, and he kind of nuanced it a little bit and said um, that non-believers have the works of the law that are written on their hearts. Right. And so there's there's a distinction there um, that I failed to really flesh out. So. Thank you, Kyle Borg, for that correction. Yeah,
0: I heard that too. I didn't I somehow didn't pick up on that when we were going yeah. through the cast, but as I was editing it I was like, uh we might want to mm-hmm. do some of that too. So Yeah. Um cool. Well how's your how's your week going?
1: Oh my, my week's going good. I'm I'm uh I don't know. Why don't you tell me your Jets just won? That's that's like, literally like the we, only we're... thing I have
0: to report. <laughs> this week we haven't I I haven't done like anything. Guys, this we were supposed week. to start
1: this cast like twenty minutes ago, but the Jets game went into O T.
0: Over time. Yeah.
1: So love it. Two and, and two. Had to watch the game.
0: I honestly I thought we'd win three games all season. We might, but hey, we're we're two and two. That's not bad. Okay, I'll take it. So
1: one more to go and then downhill from there.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, that's kinda how I feel about it too. Yeah. So I think we still play the Browns though. We might have I I don't know. Don't
1: we. say we. I don't care about this stuff.
0: All right. How's your how's your week?
1: Oh, it's good. Uh yeah. it's going well. I had some uh, high schoolers over at our house yesterday. We watched nice. uh well, I guess listened to the Greg Bonson um, Gordon Stein debate on the existence of god which is awesome is that a new one no 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 this is like this is like from the 80s okay um yeah yeah bonson's no longer with us but he is like a pre-sub ninja he's awesome oh like pre-sub yeah yeah yeah. that's right that's right right. yeah so it it was pretty cool um you know, so... sometimes
0: I get him and Kocel confused, and I have no idea. Why. Oh,
1: dude, no! Well, Kokel's an evidentialist. I know. He's he's probably I know, I know. my favorite evidentialist. <laughs> right. Um,
0: right. I just don't know why I always get those names. But yeah,
1: they would they would not agree on sure. apologetics. Sure. But yeah, so that was that was a lot of fun. Um, I know it's kind of nerdy to um, hang out and watch debates and stuff, yeah. but I, I <clears> think <throat> I think it's good. So I had fun with it.
0: Did they, did they enjoy
1: it? It seemed like they enjoyed it. I mean, um, it's like three hours. <laughs> well, yeah. So the debate is two hours and 12 minutes. Okay. Uh, and as we were listening to it, since it's from the eighties, the audio is just trash. Yeah. Um, so I kind of panicked. I mean, I've heard it before. I just didn't remember it was that bad. Sure. Uh, but thankfully someone has put all their comments in a PDF. So, um, uh, Everyone had their phones out reading the PDF. So oh, cool. it looked kind of funny. Yeah, it was yeah. like no one was paying attention, but it was actually everyone was paying a lot of attention. Yeah. So awesome. like one person with one of the guys would say something and we have to pause it and talk about it and everything. So it was, it was a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed doing that. Nice. Uh, we've done it before and we'll we'll continue to do it. Nice. But, um, yeah, we're in, a, we're in a new environment today. We're not in my grungy garage.
0: We are in our parents' closet. closet. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird. Why did Why did you set up here? Well, I just want to know the, the reasoning behind. Okay,
1: because it's it's tucked back in the house, so you can't hear people talk. Uh, it's a decent size. Like this is a huge closet. I could live it's, in. It's this incredible. Closet. Like this is bigger this than is, my room.
0: This is like bigger than a studio apartment. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I I feel a little thrown off because we're not in the trash garage. I know. You know. There's, exactly.
0: You don't hear cicadas in the background. Yeah. There's no the cicadas.
1: Um. There's no. I don't know. Dogs barking. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There's no, you know, uneven table rocking back and forth, making a noxious noise.
0: Although, I don't know these headphones. I feel like keep rubbing up against my zipper. Yeah, but I don't. I don't hear it. Noise. I don't know. I'm take my jacket off.
1: Yeah, please don't. Um, so, what do we? Uh, what are we talking about today? We're talking about devotions. Devotions. Today. Devotions. Okay. And what? What about devotions? Even I'll. I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and let you lead. So the the uh, goal today is to be much much shorter than the last cast. We owe you. We definitely <laughs> owe you. Our original goal, honestly, was to be 45 minutes long, and I think we did that once. Yeah. So we're going to shoot for that today. Sure. We'll see so how what, it goes. So
0: how would you define devotions?
1: Uh, Yeah, I, well, I guess it depends because I think there's three different types of devotions. I mean, I kind of have... You've got your personal devotions, you got your family worship, and you got your court wor- corporate worship. Okay, I thought so, we
0: were narrowing this down to, to personal. I didn't know that we were... Well, I think, I think that's fine.
1: Okay. Um, I don't want to do that for me personally and I'll explain why. Um, but why why don't you go ahead and just give me what you got?
0: Yeah. So I was thinking about the, like the different elements of personal devotions, you know, um, obviously I think the word, right. For sure. Uh, being in prayer, scripture, memorization, um, singing, uh, being still knowing that God is God and just uh, having, having that time where he can speak to you. Um, I think sleep is important yeah. when it comes to. So I don't know if I like. I don't know if I love the word devotions, but at the I same, hate it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you're gonna if you're gonna incorporate that as part of it, I think that's a big part of it as well. And then some people journal. I personally don't journal. Yeah. Um. But I know some people do. So that that's kind of what my my personal devotions look like on a regular basis.
1: Yeah. Well. So you said your your personal devotions. walk walk me through kind of your uh, how, how you do it.
0: Yeah. Um. So generally, I will. Um, I will have a set time. Um, It's not the same every day, but like just like a set aside time where I will start out just being in prayer a little bit, asking God to reveal things from his word. Um, Then I get into the word and I'll read that and then I'll spend time closing in prayer. Um, The stillness thing, the singing thing, the memorization thing, the sleeping thing, those are all separate throughout the day. So um i I spend time in prayer word prayer and then i'll try i'm also i'm trying to get into a habit because i'm just like on the go all the time so i'm trying to get into a habit of being in prayer just being quiet or something Mm -hmm. before i run into any circumstance so i pull up to work i spend a second in the car lord help me through this day like that kind of thing sure pull up to you know hannah's house about to spend the night you know the evening like hanging out doing stuff with her so i'm like you know what I'm coming from a really stressful day at work. Like I need to transition into a time where I can actually like be present with her. So like quick second before, you know, I run in just yeah. trying to get my mind right. And before the Lord, that kind of thing. So that's a, that's a thing I'm trying to do. Memorization. I basically, um, in the morning at work, I'll write down a verse that I'm working on memorizing. I basically do chat chunks at a time, so but I'll, I'll take it verse by verse. So I'll write that down on an index card before I start work, and then I'll carry that with me throughout the day, or I'll put it in my car or something like that. And sometimes it'll just be like one verse that I'm working on for two or three, four days, something like that. Other mm-hmm. times... Um, I'll get through one, and I'll feel like, ah, I'll just jump to the next one, that kind of thing. So, um, that's a separate thing as well. And then, I, honestly, I don't sing enough in my life anymore. I, <laughs> I used to just like have something all the time on the forefront. I would annoy everyone. Um, and I think part of that is just because, like, I listen to more podcasts now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, so when I'm driving and stuff. But I also I used to have all my music on an iPod, and then I that I lost that in a lake. So I'm trying to rebuild my <laughs> library. In, uh, in Spotify, so I'm like going through all my old artists, just adding certain things. And so that's like working rather than like, hey, I'm just listening to music. Yeah. So that's something I really need to, um, I think, reestablish in my life because it's such a great way to just like – um, release and it's a great way just to like have something flowing throughout your mind like um, I got 150 uh, songs right. for you to consider well honestly so I was I was just thinking about that like the psalms of ascent you know like uh-huh. every time they're entering into worship like they're singing a psalm as I walk up the steps like that that, that they do that for a reason you know so uh, that's kind of what mine looks like. I don't have a set time of day. I, I know some people like do it in the mornings, you know, do it, whatever, like in the mornings before you start your day. And honestly, like in a perfect world, yeah, that's that's probably the best time to do it because you got something to think about through all the time, uh, you know, throughout the day. You've got whatever you read that morning and we're praying about, that's on your heart as you deal with things. But I've also learned like godliness accrues, you know, mm-hmm. it's like if you're consistent with it, um, I don't really care what time you do it. So some of my sweetest times are honestly in the evenings. Um, I had a um a time this this week where I, like I've just been thinking about the same thing over and over. But one thing that really stood out was I was reading through Hosea, which our church is going through. But it was also kind of correlated with my reading plan. Um, and I was reading in Hosea how. God calls out Israel and says, your love for me is like the dew that comes in the morning and when the sun comes out, it's gone, it's washed away, but I desire steadfast love rather than sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. So, so like, I think consistency, regardless of what time of day you do it, is important um, because, it, you, you know, we're very guilty of that, like very guilty of just having that, um, once a week or twice a week or whatever. But then like the world is just constantly, like we leak, the world is constantly at war with the spirit, you know? And so, sure. um, I think consistency regardless of the time of day is good. But. Yeah.
1: Do you think, uh, every Christian is obligated to have a devotional time or, um, like what a daily thing? Sh- sure.
0: Um, I don't know no i guess yeah. um i see because I, the thing is like the way that we think about it now is different um than the way that it's always been like most families did not have you know they didn't have the full counsel of god at their fingertips right. like we do now um so they would they would go into the synagogue they would like hear the word they would come out they would um you know and then they would obviously like spending time in prayer is a huge thing and like god commands us to follow him and um, you know, to, to commune with him for, through prayer, through being in the Word, through the teaching and instructions of the priests and the pastors and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know that I would say that, like, you're required to be, like, 100% every day, whatever, but you are required to um, to, to devote yourself to him. So, honestly, yeah. I would say shoot for that. I think that's a great goal to have.
1: But Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of my pet peeves about the word devotion or my personal quiet time. <laughs> yeah, um, Because I think... <sighs> I think that's strictly an American thing sure, because we're very individualistic and everything. And it's like my time with Jesus. And I think I kind of want to talk about this and whether we get into that now or later, it's fine. Um, But it it seems that people put more emphasis in word and practice and their own personal devotions than they do in meeting corporately with the saints. Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's something that I really get frustrated with. So
0: Well, we even had um, we had a pastor come in and kind of like from another local church that spoke today at our church. Sure. And um, obviously, like he's coming in as an outsider, picking up in our series. Um, but he said something like a couple times, like, Hey, maybe you weren't here um for the first one or maybe you missed like one or two after that, so I want to give you context, whatever. And I think that honestly like he just didn't have enough material and he was trying to time. <laughs> um, but he did a really great job, but like I'm not getting away from that at all. He did a fantastic job. But um when he said that I kinda thought, you know what? It's really sad that he has to address that and I'm almost saddened that he makes it feel like it's normal like mm-hmm. for you to be missing Sundays, like, ah, vacation or ah, you know, whatever. Um, like, and th- like take vacations. I don't care. Like, that's fine. But if you're like in a habit of missing church, I just feel like we have it on such a, like a low pedestal. We don't really value yeah. Yeah. corporate worship.
1: For sure. Um, so um, in our uh, Sunday school at our church, we're going through a worship class. Um, so some eye rolls for people who aren't uh, reform or regular principal people, because this is very much regular principal, but you know, one of the things that he's been teaching through is just how—and we talk about this in our regular principle episode—just how structured and how regulated the temple was, even in the construction of the temple, yeah. and how regulated the temple worship was. And then he, he goes in to talk about in the New Testament how we are, you and I, Christians in general, are the temple. Right. Because, you know, the the old, the old temple has been done away with. We are the temple, the people of God built on the cornerstone of Jesus and how much you know, the regulation still takes place, and how Paul talks about us being ambassadors for Christ, and so the church is is sort of like an embassy of heaven, and, in one sense, and so when we when we meet in the church, we are experiencing parts of heaven, not heaven in its fullness, but aspects of it, mm-hmm. and um, one of the things that he says is, uh, even this morning, was, how often do we show up to church. 10 minutes 20 minutes late and it you know doesn't even rub our skin the wrong way or anybody else really for that matter but when you look at you know if you have a job interview right or if you're meeting with you know the president of the united states whoever he is or her at the time don't get all political on me the point is the position is very important you know if you're if you're 10 minutes late you miss your appointment Right. it's not there. And so we we don't have that mentality as Americans, we just think okay, me and my own, and and Jesus and my bible.
0: Right.
1: And look, those are all very good things, but it's much much bigger than just our own selves. Right. It's 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 very much a corporate body. God works through people.
0: Right.
1: Right? Not strictly individual, now, obviously. He's got the individual people. We've got these bible stories and, and things like that, but it's all about God's people. Right.
0: Televangelists don't cut it. <laughs> Te- televangelists don't cut it. Uh, and, live streams are useful at times, right. They don't cut it. They, they,
1: they are they are useful. I think they're very very helpful. Um, but they are not a substitute. I think right. you're right. So just going into the idea of devotions, uh, I think you, you kind of started to hint at it. We never really see in Scripture the command to, you know, have your daily Bible reading. Right. Okay. So, so give us
0: this day our daily bread, right? And then that's like... Right. So I'm just give food. you a second. That's hold a, on. Uh, that's, hold a, on. That's, a, that's a devotional, man. The daily bread. Did, did you know about that? Yeah. That's uh-huh. a command in scripture. Right.
1: Though. Yeah, it is. That's good. And God does do that. Um, <laughs> right. I
0: don't want to talk about this. Whatever. No, no. <laughs> I'm
1: fine.
0: Whatever.
1: i play along. I, sorry. I just... I'm still mad at you about the Jets thing. Make we sat point. there for 20 minutes. I was trying to, and you interrupted me. You need to be more gracious. I'm super gracious. All right, So anyways, um, we're not commanded to be in Scripture. What we are commanded, so think of the Psalms, like Psalm 1. um, Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the wicked. He's he's not with the sinners. He doesn't sit with scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates on it day and night. And so this is a reoccurring theme that you see over and over and over again, especially in the Psalms. Um, You you see this with, with God's people everywhere, that the law is their delight. So we have them meditating on on God um, but we don't necessarily have people in the scriptures every single day and I think it's very anachronistic to say that just because we have access and we live in a beautiful time where we have access to the scriptures you know we're able to go out and buy a Bible for a dollar um, that has not been the case for the majority of Christian history
0: it's not the case for my history where you get your dollar Bibles well, dollar tree I don't know <laughs> they've got the KJV oh that's true
1: jeez. Um, <sighs> But even in other countries, like think, think about countries yeah. like, like China, uh, when they're persecuted or people in the Middle East or in Africa where they just don't have access to these these Bibles. Now, what we do have access to is prayer. You know, through Jesus, we all have access to prayer. So yeah. prayer prayer is something that, yeah, we need to be in every single day. Right. Absolutely. We need to be meditating on God's law. We need to me- be meditating on God. We need to be in constant communication with Him. We need to be confessing our sins. We need to be praising Him and adoring Him. We need to be thanking Him for the things that He's had, and we need to be asking Him for things. He calls us to do that. Um, but like, Paul talks in First uh, Timothy four about um, Timothy not neglecting the public reading of Scripture. Right. Right. So this is this is how people knew God's word is. They went to church they attended synagogue um, for, for the Jews uh, where where the word was read to them. And it was not just like tiny little chunks. It was large chunks of scripture. And that's how they learned is is they remembered it. And another way that they learned is, and that, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to get on a soapbox here. I'm really not. But they sang <laughs> the Psalms, right? They sang the word of God. And what the Psalms contain is not only Israel's history. And you'll see about this over and over again about God delivering them from Egypt and uh, God delivering David from uh, his his different um, issues and, and situations. But you also have, you're singing about the character of God. You're singing about his justice. You're yeah. singing about his mercy. You're singing about his wrath. You're singing about the whole totality of his character. Sure. And so you are meditating on him and you're meditating on his law. And so, and you just mentioned singing. Like, that's something that, that singing is, is a very easy way for us to remember things. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, <laughs> I heard this a few weeks ago that uh, at the end of World War II, when the Allies won, they forbid uh, the Germans from singing their national anthem. Yeah. So you think there's, you know, tension in our nation right well, now about the Israel national anthem? did the try
0: and do that to Israel as well? Or I am not sure when they, but exiled them.
1: Probably. Yeah. The the point is though, like like song has meaning, and so the the Germans' national anthem had Nazi tendencies and you know anti-Semitism in it, but eventually the U.S. like made them rewrite it. Their national anthem and they let them sing it you know years down the road after the war so the point is like singing is a big part of humanity yeah. you know and god's given us um voices he's, he's given us melodies he's given us the the ability to write different tunes and he's given us lyrics to sing and so yeah. that's something that that should be a part of our devotions and and you mentioned scripture memory and so let's let's just back up a little bit and say Things like that, they're very, very good for you to do personally. Right. But I would be very hesitant to say you have to do them in, in in an individual sense. Like you have to get up at the crack of dawn and you have to be in the word. You have to journal and you have to sing and do all these other things. Um, I think that's putting on unnecessary guilt on people. Okay. Um, but I think it's a good thing. So I think
0: that the pattern we see in scripture would warrant you to do that, though. I mean, whether – yeah, maybe, maybe not put that um, – on there as a command but Mm -hmm. like you look at jesus you know and being tempted in matthew 4 Mm -hmm. how is he able to withstand temptation right he he knew scripture he repeated it back um psalm 119 how can a young man keep his way pure by hiding these words according to your heart by living according to your word right so so
1: my my point is doing these things is good sure but corporate worship is better. Sure. So so you have access to the scriptures. You know, we we have access to all kinds of podcasts, all kinds right. of sermons and stuff. So we have no excuse for not doing it. And yet we are the most biblically illiterate people yeah, ever. Exactly. And, and it's just like, it's a really interesting dichotomy when you look at those two, that we have the most access to the most resources and we're the most free and we're the, also the most dumb, Right. <laughs> just right. for lack of better words. Sure. Um, I think there
0: are a lot of reasons for that. We don't really need to get into them all unless you
1: want to. But, I mean, we, we look, you guys know what keeps you from um, being in the scriptures and you, you know, what keeps you from being in church and even being in church, you know, where your mind is. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's not on Jesus often, unfortunately. Yeah. And I'm not saying everyone who goes to church is thinking about something else, but it, I, for me personally, I know exactly what it's like. It's, it's very difficult to stay yeah. engaged in preaching. Um, and so, so I I honestly think when you, when you look at the three types of worship that you see, you know, personal, family, and corporate, I I think personal sh- is probably on the bottom tier just for me as far as a priority. Right. Um it would be corporate worship, family worship, and then personal worship. Sure. Um now you might be able to pick apart those things and everything. That, that's fine. I don't really I don't, I don't really care, but um let's go ahead and pause here. We'll play a little game and then we'll get into the uh, family worship, corporate worship. Sure okay all right so i got the game we haven't
0: gotten into corporate worship
1: (laughs) okay all right maybe we have fair enough um so we're gonna play who am i so i'm gonna give you like a quote of of what they this person said or something about them okay and these two these are not hard i bet they will. okay all right the first one's super easy this is church history it's not church history i mean there might be uh yeah okay there's one but it's fine it's it's it, think of my personality and my interest. I didn't do your interest because I just... I did one on yours. All right, go for it. Okay, all right. <clears throat> I am the sole survivor of planet Krypton.
0: Okay, yeah, Optimus. Optimus? Krypton, right? Oh, wait. That's uh, Cybertron.
1: Cal L. Cal el also known as... Superman. Also known as... Clark Kent. Clark Kent. There you go. Okay. Optimus Prime.
0: Uh, why don't I go with cal L first? <laughs> I don't know. I'm proud of you, though, for <laughs> yeah, that. I That's knew good. that, at least. That's all right.
1: good. All right, 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 all right. Cybertron, Krypton, it's all No, right. it's not the same. Yeah, it's relative. Um, okay. I used to be a monk, but then I said YOLO and married a nun.
0: I used to be a monk, but then I said YOLO and married a nun.
1: Okay, you didn't actually say YOLO, but I thought it'd be fun. <laughs> I used
0: to be a monk, Uh uh-huh. but then I married a nun.
1: I said Yolo and oh, married a nun. Oh, come on.
0: Is it, is it Luther? It's Luther. All right. It's I Martin could, Luther. I just didn't know if his wife was a nun.
1: Yeah, she used to be.
0: I, I, I kind of thought that, but I was like, I'm missing something. If no. I say Luther and it's not. I'm going to feel like an idiot. No, no, no. It's good. <laughs> he, that's
1: two for two. All right, all right, all right, all right. I have a children's hospital here in Indy named after me. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Yes, sir. <clears throat> I never die. I'm just missing an action
0: what that's something that someone said
1: yeah what <laughs> well this person didn't really say it it said more about him or their unit what i guess
0: their unit I, jack ba- uh, i on. never I die i'm
1: just missing an action
0: yeah think of a unit that you would care about who would you care about
1: let da, me da, 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 da. give you a hit? yeah uh, Master Chief. Uh, yeah.
0: I have never heard that before in my life.
1: Well, it's in the games and the books. Okay. okay. Well,
0: I've never read the books.
1: Cause <clears throat> I'm short and have an inferiority complex. Joe Thorne. <laughs> no, it's you.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> I knew you were thinking about me. That's why I wanted Joe Thorne. <laughs> uh,
1: I am a sealed heir, not a sealed door himself. Who am I? Aragorn? Or Orn. Whatever. Aragorn? Um, my father cut my right arm off. Who am I? Your
0: father cut your right arm off? Oh, man.
1: Come on. It's not that hard.
0: It's not that easy.
1: It's not that hard. Come on, out! I have no idea. You have no clue. None. You're not even going to take a guess.
0: Was it the dude in Lord of the
1: Rings? The dude in Lord No, the, it's not okay, Lord of the Rings. Nope, all right, okay, I'll uh, give you a hint. This is a sci-fi genre, not fantasy.
0: Sci-fi genre. That gave it away.
1: <laughs> that literally gave it away.
0: Who is the guy that has one arm? Bucky? Bucky? No. From Captain America? I know, who I, I know, know. I, know, I, know. I, I know. I don't know. His
1: father cut his arm off, really? I have no idea what the backstory is on that. Okay, actually, I don't either. Huh. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. He was okay. I'm not going to get into that. Hydra captured him. Okay. Um, it's the second movie
0: that this happens. Sci-fi. Dude, I have nothing. Are you serious? I literally
1: dude, Darth any. Vader cut off Luke Skywalker's right oh, arm. Dude,
0: Star Wars sucks. Oh, it, okay? Whether you think so, it sucks or not, do doesn't?
1: It's culturally relative, it's and it's awesome. It's oh dumb. my gosh! All right, I punched Darius in the face.
0: Oh, uh, Saint Nick. Saint Nick, indeed. Yeah.
1: Okay, this is this is uh, you better get this one. I once stabbed a man who was so fat I lost the sword in his belly. I I'm not gonna get this one. This is a true story. I don't know. This is a Bible story.
0: I don't know this one. This should I know this one?
1: This is e- Eglon mm-hmm. or Ehud? Ehud. You should stabbed the story. And Eglon. So it's in Judges. Okay. Right where yeah. um I think it's Judges like five or six. I don't know. Maybe it's three and (laughs) yeah so this dude ehud uh he's left-handed so he walks into this tyrant king's court and he hides this sword on his right side so when he gets searched people are looking you know on his left side because he draws most people draw with their right arm so they don't find the sword so he goes in and he has you know private time with the king or whatever. And he goes up to the king and he just takes the sword out and just stabs it in him. And the sword, the, the the king is so fat that <laughs> that the sword goes all the way inside him and he loses it. And then it says like he died and dirt came out. And that's you know commentators look at that as you know that's that's feces that yeah. comes out. Right. And so so he gets away. And so the servants are like, where's the king at? What's going on here? Uh, they're waiting and they're embarrassed because something stinks so bad. They think he's using the bathroom. And eventually they come in and he's dead so there right. you go
0: <clears throat> here we go when he had gone the servants came and when they saw the doors of the roof chamber were locked they thought surely he is relieving himself in the closet <laughs> of the cool chamber awesome yeah dude it's a great story wonderful it's a great story okay awesome who am i
1: i smoke cigars to the glory of god charles Spurgeon. Yes, sir who am i look what you made me do
0: Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, I hate you for doing that. This is such a terrible song. Oh, uh,
1: okay. This is the last one. Alright. <clears throat> I am the one who knocks.
0: Jesus. Walter White.
1: Oh. <laughs> wow. Quite I an the dichotomy there. And I knock. Yeah, it's Walter yeah. White from okay. Breaking Bad. Right. Okay, so that was the uh, that was the game. That was good. That was fun. Oh, that was not terrible. No, it wasn't bad. What are we at? We are at almost half an hour. Okay. Okay. So uh, jumping into family worship, you are single, but that doesn't mean you don't have anything to say about family worship. What are your thoughts? You should do it. I should do it? Yeah. Okay. So family worship is incredibly important, people. It's incredibly important. So uh, check this out. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4 through 13. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Tell your kids what the Lord has done, how he brought you out of Egypt, what he did for Abraham and for Isaac and for Jacob and uh, all this other stuff. So very, very clearly, God commands his people that they are to um, constantly be telling their children about who he is and what he has done. So there's a couple of different ways that this plays out. Um, The way that we do family worship, and I don't think everybody has to do it this way, uh, we generally do it right before we put Desmond to bed, I and mean, Desmond's only like thirteen months, so sure. he doesn't he doesn't really remember this. But it's good <coughs> for Mary and I, and it's good to get him into the habit of this, especially uh, when we have our second. It's just gonna be good to have this pattern sure. set out. But generally, what we do is we uh, we'll sing a psalm, uh, we'll read a passage of scripture, and then we'll pray. So we keep it very very short. It takes us maybe ten minutes. Um, yeah. <laughs> now I know some people that they'll spend you know forty five minutes to an hour. I think if your kids can handle that, that's fine. Um, I think it's going to look different for every single uh, family. Um, but so, as as a father, it's incredibly important that that we do what God tells us to do, and that we lead our wife and our children yeah, in, in this. And so, um, this is not something that I have been good at um, traditionally in our marriage. I guess uh, it's really only been within the last year since Desmond's been born that I've been, uh, by the grace of God, able to do it. It was very difficult when it was just Mary and I, and that was a big frustration with her, um, because she really wanted to do it and I didn't. So I failed to lead on that. So, um, if you are a man, um, I'm calling you to do what God tells you to do and lead your wife, lead your children. If you are a woman, um, just be patient, um, lovingly talk to your husband about this. Um, tell him how important it is, but don't be a nag about it because I know for me, when I would get quote unquote nagged about it, a, I would just feel like trash because it's like, okay, she's right. And I'm just failing to do it. And then I'd also get angry with her. Yeah. Like, well, why are you stepping on my toes? Let, let me, let me be the one to decide when we do family worship. And so that's pride and that's sin in my own heart. Um, but then also like, if you're, if you're single, you might think, well, okay, family worship, how am I supposed to do that? Yeah. Well, you know, I, don't, don't totally cast out your own, your own personal worship. Right. That, that's something, you know, continue to be praying. Right. Um, well, and I think yeah. that
0: you would even say um, like 10 minutes probably isn't enough for you. I mean, like it's just, like it's a natural way. Honestly, I think that family worship is such a natural way to do what God has commanded you to do as the head of the household, mm-hmm. to lead your wife, to raise your children up and then nurture an admi- admonition, admonition of the Lord, you know, that kind of thing. So but but. I know, like I know you, and for a fact, do your own personal study right. as well. Like, yep. and you, that's probably not the only time throughout the day that you ever <laughs> ever pray either. So, I don't think it differs much from a um, for, as a single guy. Like, we're probably doing the same things. You just had that added responsibility of doing that with your wife and your kid, right?
1: Well, and it's, even what you were talking about as you were kind of going through your um, how you do your devotions and everything, I think the idea. Uh, is not necessarily just uh, a one and done thirty minutes in the morning right. devotion. It's it's our whole lives are to be devoted to God. Right. And so you kept saying, you go to work, you're not in the mood. You pray. You go home, uh, you're not in the mood. Did whatever you pray. You see your uh, lady, not in the mood to be happy and cheerful. You pray. Um, the the point is our our chief end. Okay, Catechism Question One, Westminster Confession. Right. Uh, What is our chief end? Our chief end is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Right. Okay. And and you look at the Heidelberg, the Question One. What is our only hope in life? Our only hope in life is that we are not our own. Right. That we belong to Jesus, and as such, we are called to do specific things. Right. So, um, when I do my own personal devotions, it looks probably really different than other people's. For instance, generally, I don't, um, other than family worship, I'm not reading the scriptures by myself every day sure. and some people might hear them and they're like oh that's disgusting that's horrible um i do listen to the bible every day um i listen to sermons probably every day and that's i mean my job i am able to do that because i'm in landscaping i'm doing a lot of uh, lawn mowing and lawn maintenance things like that so i am able to, like keep headphones in and so i understand not everybody's able to do that but i don't think people should um totally cast that out so we can be creative in how yeah. we do our um our devotions or, right. or how we are intaking spiritual content
0: well and you're and you're right i mean like um we're, we're called to commune with god we're called to love him with all our heart soul mind and strength <clears throat> and i think that's the point of doing devotions if you're doing devotions just because like you feel like there's this burden on you mm-hmm. there's a legalistic burden that i have to be in the word all the time so i'm going to do that mm-hmm. like that's not the point you're missing the point of doing you know, of doing devotions. Um, So, like, I look at, I look at, like, the benefits of being the word, right? And I think of things like um, you learn about God, right? He reveals who he is through it. Um, You learn about yourself, how to view the world. Um, It acts as a mirror, right? James 2, you know, tells us that if we listen to the word only, but we don't do what it says, we're like the person that looks in the mirror, And uh, goes, oh, I'm awesome. And walks away and forgets what we look like. Well, the point is, you don't look awesome when you look in the mirror, right? Scripture shows you who you are. you got boogers Mm -hmm. hanging out of your nose and your hair is a mess and that kind of thing. And then you walk away and you just continue to live in your filth. Like, that's the point of the metaphor that James Mm -hmm. is using there. So it acts as a mirror, like all these things. But ultimately, I think that we're supposed to be communing with God. And through that, he changes our hearts to love him more. That, That accrues as we're consistent. Like, the more we're in it, the more he's changing our hearts to love him, you know? And, and then from that like we're able to love our families better like i'm able to care for hannah better like all these different things our relationships outside of that are are changed because god is changing us through the the word that he's given us and through being in prayer and fellowshipping with him and other believers and that kind of thing yeah. like, so I, I don't think you can just put hard rules on it but you do have the the principles there that this is how you know the lord you, you know his word you spend time in prayer you memorize it you sing his praises like these are the things that we've been commanded so yeah i think
1: if if we neglect scripture um we're, we're in huge trouble now again i, I know that's like okay well you're just saying you don't have to do be in scripture every day and blah blah blah, blah. okay yes and no um i, I th- honestly i think it's really irresponsible of us considering the amount of work and blood and literally people died yeah died for us to be able to have the Bible in our hands. Absolutely. You know, you've, you've got people who died trying to translate. You had, you had people who died, you know, trying to get all this material out and everything. And we just live in a very easy area of life. And I, I Look at second Timothy three I'll just talk about that. Cause I'm going to get frustrated. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. And that kind of goes into to everything that, that you were saying. What I kind of want to focus on that, that you didn't really mention is the idea of being competent, equipped for every good work. Yeah. Because when, when you look at our culture and our society, it's 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 not a post-Christian society. It's a post-post-post-post-Christian society. Sure. If it ever was a Christian society, to be completely honest. Right, right. So we have to be competent in what the scriptures teach so we are able to hear error and correct error. Right. Right. And, and, and protect our family and our loved ones and even our church from heresy right. and, and from falsehood. Um, so if if you do not know the scriptures, you won't be able to do that. Yeah. If you're not in the scriptures, you won't be able to do that. So you have, if you live in America, you have access to so many resources. Right. And if you're not using them... I think you're, you're neglecting the good gift that God has given you.
0: Absolutely. Well, and uh, to piggyback off of that, I mean, we talk about the full counsel. Yeah. Right? I feel like we'll talk about pet peeves and stuff later. right? But um, think about the things that you're depriving just yourself of, like when you're not in the word. Um, look at it, Look at Psalm 19. The law of the Lord is perfect. Mm-hmm. It revives the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than the honeycomb. Uh, are than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. And then here's what you were talking about. Who can discern his errors, right? We know that the heart is wicked and deceitful beyond all things, right? So the, the Bible helps us to discern. And it goes on and on from there. Like That is a glorious passage, and we th- see the things that we're depriving ourselves of because we neglect to be in the Word, even though we have the full counsel of God at our fingertips. And then I was reading in Hosea the other day where... Um, like, God is getting ready to judge the nation of Israel, and, and he's speaking through Hosea, and he says, with you, O oh priest, do I have a contention mm. with you because my people are destroyed for lack, lack of knowledge, right? You haven't been teaching them. You haven't been instructing them. You've been neglecting me, and now the people are, are, are straying. And, like, that's huge. Like, there's a huge responsibility for our pastors like yeah. <laughs> to instruct the people yes. and to build them up in the full counsel of God's will. Um, yeah, we should probably...
1: <laughs> what wrap up
0: yeah soon okay
1: All right, that's fine um, so before we get into pet peeves I just I want to say personal worship is very good do not neglect it sure. um, corporate worship is better yeah okay so so be there or be square sure okay <laughs> so pet peeves about devotions and how they're done I'm gonna go first go for it and then you go okay so this is this is the huge pet peeve that I have of how people do their devotions, okay? Now, so it may be offensive to you because a lot of people do it, and that's okay because I think you need to really think about it. Okay. Oh, are you
0: about to steal mine? No, I'm
1: the one who came oh, up with this. This was my idea to even do the oh, pet peeves. All right, so Don't
0: do my it. pet peeve—don't <laughs> you do it—is
1: <laughs> when people do their devotions and they take a picture. Oh, you're the worst. They—they they take a picture of their Bible on the table. There's a coffee cup in the background <laughs> there there may be some like devotional book you maybe have a few things highlighted here and there and it's in black and white and you're like hashtag Jesus time hashtag blessed or whatever and it's just I- I'm sorry that uh, don't do that right okay and there's a few reasons one it's incredibly annoying <laughs> okay two I think it's very phisaical and, and and all joking aside I really do. It's, it's much like the Pharisees walking around and praying, like, look at me and all these things I do and everything. And it's also the equivalent of the dude posting his gym workouts.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like that.
1: Get over yourself, <laughs> okay? You And literally, what you're doing is you are taking attention away from Jesus, even your heart, away from Jesus, and you're trying to get people to look at you. Now, listen, there's nothing wrong with sharing what... The Lord is teaching you. Oh yeah, I think there's there's a place for that. You need to be talking with your Christian friends. Look, this is what this is what the Lord is teaching me. I read this in scripture. This is incredible. That's good. When you're kind of posting it on stuff like that on Facebook to get attention, dude, check your heart.
0: Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna share something you learned, then just post the verse. Yeah, or <laughs> you know? just 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 post post the verse. Now right? here's the question: Have you ever done it? I probably have. Yeah. I honestly probably have. I know I have. When we talked about this the other day, I thought about something like, oh, I've done this before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of the worst. I mean,
1: I don't know. I think one of the most humbling things is the on this day on Facebook. Yeah. Where you look yeah. at that and you just read your statuses oh, in the man. past or pictures. You're like, yeah. thank you, Lord, for humbling me here. Yeah. The the one time I think I'm I'm getting cool. Nope.
0: I, I just I'm not looking forward to the next five years. I, mean, I only look back and be like, oh. well, yeah, I think it's gotten better. It's, I hope so. It's definitely gotten better. I can see a huge difference from like 2009 to 2012, but yeah, still.
1: Well, if nothing else, my I think my spelling has improved. That's, so this
0: is this is the <laughs> truth. All right, All right. What's your pet peeve? My, one of my pet peeves is I'm gonna pick on like devotionals here. Okay. I can't stand devotional or Bible reading plans that are not the full counsel of god's will for or of, yes. of god's word so for instance I, I see things all the time which is like um essential verses to know from scripture or whatever and you'll have like 25 or something like that and you'll just go through it and it'll like jump from back and forth yes. you get no context you get promises made to a specific people at a specific time for a specific purpose like taken out of context applied to you like those kind of things bother me um I've also seen Bible reading plans that I think are helpful in their time like I've seen one that I thought was actually pretty good where it was like essential 100 passages to know from from scripture and as I Looked through it. I was like, okay, this does give you like a pretty good broad, like overview of what scripture is about. It didn't ignore the old Testament, like so many devotionals and things do, but at the same time, it's not the full council. So I, I think there's a time that that can be useful, but at the same time, like if that's your go-to, if your go-to is devotional is a daily bread every day, like that's, that that's probably a problem. Well, it's, so, it's
1: better than nothing, but guys, you can, yeah, can do better. Right. So you, you, you can do better.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. What's another one of your, okay. One of my pet peeves. Is and I don't know if this really counts as like a devotional thing, but when people like draw in their Bibles, right? Oh, I wish I could do so. That. I
0: mean, they look really pretty,
1: <laughs> right? Where so, like, you're reading Psalm 23 The Lord is my shepherd, and the whole entire like page, and there's like five different chapters on these two pages, but the whole page is like colored in as like a shepherd and the sheep and yeah. stuff. And it's like, okay, that's cool, but. I just don't know if you should be doing that in your Bible. Yeah. You can get a sheet of paper. Like, there's nothing inherently wrong with it. I don't think. Just like, bothers you. I don't feel as strongly as, about this one as I do the first one because I think the first one is. Yeah, I mean, I think it reflects some sinful natures within our heart. Yeah. With this one, it's just kind of like, guys, this is the word of
0: God. I don't. I mean, you draw like an American flag over the promised uh, land. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, that's I know. that's different. I Dude, I will, That that's that's a sin. Yeah. Uh,
1: this one is more of just an annoyance. Yeah. What about you? You Got more?
0: Uh, The only other one I could think of is um, because I've had these conversations Uh when people supplement their reading with the Bible. Yes. Right? Not use the Bible and then supplement the Bible reading with something else. So, for instance, I've had conversations. I'm like, hey, what have you been reading from the Word? Like, oh, you know, I haven't really been reading much from that, but I've been reading, like, these really good books that are, like, super helpful. And I'm like... Okay, that's good, but those should be a yeah. supplement for the Word of God, yeah. not the other way around. It's right? like,
1: oh yeah, I've been I've been reading Calvin's commentaries, and they're, and they're great. Right. Was okay. when's the last time you read Scripture? Right. Well, you know, there's Scripture and, and Calvin's comment. Okay, that's true. Right. That's true. I think Reformed people are really guilty of this.
0: Yeah.
1: And maybe I mean I don't know. I'm guilty of it too, to be honest. I,
0: I can be. I can be. You know, because sometimes, like, if I don't do a good job planning or sleeping or whatever, and I don't have the time in the day that I need to really do justice to following the Lord and being faithful like sometimes you're faced with a choice should i read this book or should i read the bible mm-hmm. <laughs> you know those kind of things so uh i've been guilty of making
1: yeah can i just say that i love part of your devotions is sleeping
0: dude okay <laughs> what so, are you doing adam
1: my devotions
0: uh, I, right right name my bed the word <laughs> been <laughs> in the word 12 hours already um, no video. it's just it's just so, it's crazy I, like this is what i know about myself if i don't take care of the way that i sleep I wake up late. I start late. I don't have time. That kind of thing. But I also am not, like, at my best. And I don't know. Sleep
1: is kind of prepping for devotions. Kind of. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Fair enough. (laughs) enough. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. All right. I... I think we should be faithful in your sleep. Yeah, I have a lot to
1: say about sleep, but I won't. Maybe we can do a podcast on sleep. Yeah, I don't think we have enough for an entire podcast. Yeah, maybe not. Um, I I, I get a little peeved with Bible reading plans. Like, you kind of mentioned them. Yeah. Um, But, like, read through the Bible in a year and stuff. I think that's good, Um, and it can be done very well. But often I see it as okay, I've got like six chapters of the Bible to read, so I'm going to fly through right. it. So and if if the purpose is to quickly get an overview of what Scripture says, then it's very, very good. But it's, it just doesn't really, it's not a, really, it's not a Bible study. You, in, know, in I this, think, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I think it's really, I, honestly, I think it's really helpful if you're disciplined and you keep up with yeah. it and you devote the amount of time that you need to to actually go through it and not just rush through it. Um, if you're not disciplined, like I am sometimes and you get behind a few days, you're either faced with the choice of, should I try and catch up and read like 12 chapters right now and really just skip over and miss a bunch of stuff? Or should I just skip ahead and like completely skip everything and just like catch back up? So it can be a hindrance as well as a help sometimes. I mean,
1: and I don't know how you said you're guilty. I'm guilty of it when I've tried to do it. And I know other people have been as well, which is why I brought it up. But yeah, so, uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll wrap up. We just passed the forty five minute mark. Uh, I don't know if we really encouraged anybody to be in devotions.
0: <laughs> hey guys, you should you should read your Bible. Guys, and stuff. go to church. Yeah,
1: and hear the word preached. Sing the word. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, pray pray the word. Pray, pray the word. Yeah. Um, fel- <laughs> fellowship with with Christians. Um, if you're able to do family worship, do family worship. Um,
0: hide the word away your heart
1: meditate on god's law day and night yeah. right i think i think that's really really the issue like devotions don't pigeonhole that into a 30 minute segment of your day right um, absolutely your your whole day should be devoted to the lord right um, your day should involve prayer for sure yep. if you're if you're able to read the word you know read the word um, memorize the word talk about the word don't take photos of, of the word Absolutely. and a cup of coffee. Right. Don't, don't do that.
0: And if you can set aside 30 minutes to an hour to whatever, I would always encourage you to do that. Yes. You will never regret that time. Yes.
1: So. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the divisions of the soul and of the spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Until next time, remember, every Joe Schmoe can grow some Moe. Peace!